Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports. From college football to NASCAR, we've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime! Welcome in, everybody. Uh, I'm going to be your host tonight, Brandon Chain. Uh, welcome to Reckless Speculation. We're going to do our NFL show tonight, and we've got quite a bit to get through. There's been a lot happening. Um, but first, let me introduce the people that are here. Um, let's go with our producer and production, everything you guys see and obviously see and hear, but uh, see mostly is all Tom. So, Tom Sloan, how you doing, bud? Doing well. Uh, definitely feeling good after uh, this past Monday night. Another uh, Lion win coming off a of bad loss last week, but we go into the bye six and six and two, number two seed in the NFC. Feeling pretty good. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs had a little come out party, didn't he? Let's go, baby. All right. Uh, Represent. That's right. Let's let's uh, bring on Robbie. What's going on, buddy? Hey man, yeah, Tom's like like if, like if you see the people like at the Grammys, they like win all the awards. You're not sure what they do. That's Tom. Tom wins all. Like, he'll, be, he'll be accepting every award we ever get. Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. He like, does everything. It goes unappreciated sometimes, but all this stuff that he puts together and the hours that he spends on it is um, just far and. We we can't appreciate it anymore. So thank you, Tom, for everything. We, we you can't appreciate it anymore, and nor can we afford him to have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't take up golf because yeah. I'll kill this. Oh no, no, no! I already drink. That's a, that's a bad. Thing. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're gonna get into a little bit of NFL. You can see the rundown over here. Titans debut. Uh, Will Levis. Um, you know, the, the Taylor Swift hangover as we got going on here with, you know, the flu game. Maybe there's some sickness going around with Taylor not being there. Who knows? You know, social media likes to run away with that. Uh, <laughs> and the devastating second Achilles we've seen this year with, with uh, Kirk Cousins and then so on and so forth. So without further ado, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Um, first off, uh, Kessler David. Davis, Kessler, and Davis, my bad. Uh, sorry on the enunciation there. But, uh, yeah, if your cat gets in trouble, gets a DUI, uh, hit somebody, give them a call. It, or if you get hit, you know, these guys, they're working hard. Um, they're, they're fair attorneys, and, and they will do and seek justice for you. So uh, give Davis, Kessler, and Davis a call. Um CNW Construction is next. That's me, uh, my company. We do a lot around the area. This is one of our latest projects. Uh, just a little pool house, outdoor living. We do anything from new construction to outdoor living, remodels, additions, decks, um, you name it. We can we can take care of you. So give us a follow on Facebook. Uh, 
But, uh, yeah, Raj, obviously, we miss him. He's not here tonight. Um, not sure what's going on with him. Hope, hope everything is well there. But uh, let's get right into it, boys. Uh, NFL, I'm going to start with a non-Titan fan. And, Tom, what did you think about Will Levis? I mean, are we eating crow here on what we – all the stuff we talked about Will Levis and – he fell in the draft for a reason, and now, I mean, he comes out in his debut and just I, throws four TDs. My 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 feeling of of um, Will Levis was that you know he might not get an opportunity, and 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 the hearing from you know you guys are more connected down there. Um, he wasn't really wowing a lot of people, and nor neither was. Uh, Willis, so uh, he got his opportunity, and he ran with it. And and you know what? He looked really good. And four touchdown passes, uh, just it was unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah, they're playing the Falcons home game, and what I thought were the most unbelievable throwback uniforms of the weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. Tennessee Titans. You need to do something Solid. to keep those things uh, permanently because that was chef's kiss uh, as a as a huge football fan. But no, I, I I really was surprised, and I think a lot of people were too. Some of the throws he was making off balance, uh, two of those touchdown passes, one for sixty one yards. It's just I, I don't think anybody expected it, and and clearly there's no tape on the guy other than college. And and two years ago he looked really good at Kentucky, but last year he he couldn't seem to uh, stay off off his backside. He was hurt a lot and very inconsistent. So, which is a reason why I think he slipped to the second round where Tennessee got him. But I mean, hey, it, if that's a glimmer of hope for you know Tennessee Titan fans, you guys, um, then I'm all for it. I think it's great, and you're going up against. Um, Pittsburgh, which that's a winnable game. That's an absolute winnable game with Pickett now a done what maybe for the year, but um, going to be a tough environment, but uh, not looking any further. That was a big win, a big win for his confidence. And, and you know what, that AFC South is, is it's anyone's ball game. So who knows, this could be the start of something good for you guys. Yeah, I I agree. Um, came out of nowhere. And, Robbie, a question for you. Uh, you know, we, we were so hard on Will Levis. And there's only been one other rookie quarterback in, in Tennessee's history to throw four touchdowns on their debut, and that was Marcus Marietta. The big difference there is Marcus never completed a pass over 15 yards. Now, is there some higher upside here with Will Levis, and how are you feeling about it? So a friend of mine, fellow Titans fan, I text him about what he thought about Will Levis, and he responded, I'm tired of falling in love with Titans quarterbacks. And I said, that's fair. fair um, so the question to me, the question that I have internally is, all right, did Hopkins just come to Will Levis and say, just throw me the damn ball 
and I'll make things happen. Because, <laughs> um, you know, Ron Tannehill is a professional veteran, letting everybody eat, kind of keeping the locker room happy, as you have to do in these regular season games. And did Levis just say, <laughs> yeah, Hopkins, I'm throwing it to you. Make make it happen. Um, but overall, um, am I ready to eat crow? Not yet. Um, but this was a great performance, and he showed command of the offense. The guys clearly respect him. Um, my concern would be the fact that Vrabel went with two quarterbacks means that in practice he's not showing what he showed in the game. And so mm-hmm. that like that's my pump-your-break moment. If, if this Will Levis was in practice – there would be no Malik Willis um, switching out, you know. And um, you weren't at the game, were you? No, you were in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I was on the plane. Yeah, the so I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't appreciate the booing when Willis when, went in. Yeah, um, but, but give the, the two young guys give him a chance. Um, but overall, um, Levis looked great. I mean, he looked great. I mean, as much as I mean, I, I think he'll be picked up on a bunch of. Fancy waiver wires this weekend. I know um, somebody looking for a quarterback. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but to get to your point, like I mean, like look, I mean, this division is still winnable. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to end up eight and nine, but we're two games back. Jacksonville looks strong, but um, we haven't played them yet, and I mean, it's winnable. You know, Stephen yeah. A. had Jacksonville number two in the NFL in his uh, top five this week. Stephen well, A. Not, not really a whole yeah. lot of people pay attention to Stephen A. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, side note here for the Titans, uh, not to take anything away from uh, Will's debut here, which was fantastic. Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of critique that a little bit. But before I say that, the defense actually showed up and played really well. Um and that, that kind of went under the rug a little bit just because of, of Levis's uh, production. But the defense played really, really well. Uh, and I was it was a good thing to see moving forward. So, But as far as Will Levis, yeah, he made some crazy throws. His mechanics were terrible. He's off balance, off foot. But it also shows his arm strength, right? So mm-hmm. he can throw it you know, not stepping into it with a flick of a wrist and throw it 60 yards. And it's crazy across his body. Like, so that, that is a, a positive note, kind of a backhanded comment, I guess. Uh, Mechanics weren't quite there, which that's learnable, right? You can learn that stuff. Uh, The talent and the arm strength you can't teach. So I think that's, I think that's half of it. And I, I think, um, you know, I, We'll see. It's a small sample size. It's one game. Now, if he continues to, you know, complete over 50% and and win games, now we're going to start talking. Uh, well, Brandon, let me ask you this. Um, I think you were, in in my opinion, of just blow it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, Still is am. it possible – Vrabel saw something like this, and that's why they kept on kept on the Henry. Or is this just no one? No, saw this is this is a result of an injury of Tannehill, and that's why he didn't technically name Levis 
the starter, you know, all this, you know, formalities, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think so. I, you know, it, it's one of those kind of fluke deals. Like I said, it's a small sample size. He had a great game, nothing taken away from Will. Like he, he played his butt off and he got his opportunity and he took it. So let's see where it goes from there. But as far as blowing the team up, I'm still all for it. I mean, me too. We we've got to make changes. Offensive line's atrocious. Um, you got two years know. till you go into that new stadium, and you yeah, don't want exactly. to have these same problems going in. Well, I mean, you, they you want to sell have... any. If they want to sell any tickets and PSLs, they yep. they got to have a, a team that's going to win before you're going to ask them for thirty grand for you know PSLs and tickets and all that. So, side note, how much, <laughs> how much, uh motivation did he have since the news broke over the weekend that his ex-girlfriend and Morgan Wallen had been hooking up. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, uh, he had a little extra pep in his uh, step this, this past Sunday. He may have, he may have. Um, we we won't go down that road yet, <laughs> but uh, it, is, it is quite a, uh, coincidence i would say yeah <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> all right let's move on um i'm gonna start with you robbie patrick mahomes the swifties she wasn't there and apparently there's a new stat going around about game she's at versus game she's not and correlation with Travis Kelsey's receptions, yards versus non-receptions, non-yards. Is there any merit to this, or is this just complete BS? Well, as um, so, I drafted Travis Kelsey number two in my fantasy league, uh, two, number two overall. Took a leap um, before they started dating. I am a huge Swifty, also. They were dating um, when when you drafted him. They just didn't make it public. Oh, she was anyways. But so I have all kind of conflicting thoughts about this. Um, it's easy to shrug it off and say no, this has nothing to do with it. But then I started thinking more and more. Like these guys are famous. They are used to playing in front of eighty thousand people millions of viewers every week but it's different when she's there it is i mean like it has to be because it's the it, it's elvis being in the building for him with, or the or the beatles and so like yeah like i mean it there is more pressure and when they're not there like it has to be a letdown i mean it'd be like it, I mean, like, like think about us when we do our show versus our Monday meetings. Like, we still have fun, and we, but it's not the same intensity. And that's just, I feel like it's just human nature. So, yeah. I do really think it is a thing, and I think the whole team feels it. That it, like, it may sound crazy, and it does sound crazy as I'm saying it, but it's the same as like if I'm trying a case, and it's I'm talking to the jury. But if there's TV cameras in the background, I know there's TV cameras in the background. As much as I want to think they're not there, I know they're there. And 
And so I think it's just there is this underlying sure. pressure that I think they're trying too hard. Well, it's like, you know, if if you're playing a game in front of your, you know, you got a whole bunch of family and friends come out for a certain game versus, you know, you don't even know if anybody that you are connected yeah. to is there. Like, I get that different motivation. Um, I, I say I say there's 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 two levels of pressure. There is teeing off in a, for the first time in front of a bunch of strangers and it's trying to spell February with someone looking over your shoulder. That's a great Te- teeing off in front of strangers is a huge, huge one. Have and you I, ever tried I'm to spell February? With someone looking I, at? I, I still couldn't spell February. You know, it's, it's, if you it's ask terrifying. me right now on the spot, there's no way. I can That's spell February. It's the most terrifying thing. <laughs> yeah. like, when I, don't know, I know I don't know how to spell this word. I know I don't. I'm coming into it, not knowing how to spell it, and then they're watching me not know how to spell yeah. it. Yeah, now I have only, to Only you, Robbie, would come up with those uh, that, that tandem there. No, that, that's a great analogy. Um, all right, Tom, I'm going to go to you. What we saw out of Russell Wilson and Sean Payton like they're starting to get a little chemistry going on here. Um, what do you think about Denver moving forward here? Was this just a fluke or are they starting to gain some traction? Well, I'll, I'll go and look at what they didn't do yesterday at the trade deadline. They didn't move either one of their receivers and they certainly didn't move Patrick Sertain Jr. So that tells me that there's some comfort levels starting to, to build up, uh, Denver has shown some flashes. Uh, their offense looked really good. I think they 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 have to work on that running game. But if there can be some connections between Judy and Sutton with with Russell, I, I think a lot of it is consistency. If he can get a consistent success rate going, I I think they go as 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 far as 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 he'll take them. Um, is he still the same Russell that, that we all knew a few years ago? No. Is he still a competent quarterback? Yes. With, with a coach that block out the noise and his, his nonsensical comments that he made preseason, Sean Payton's still a, 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 an elite coach. So you, you put that combination together. I, I feel like, um, what we saw Sunday could be replicated. Yes, Mahomes had the flu, uh, and he was on IVs all night, um, which I have an opinion of that. If you're jeopardizing your team because of your ego, uh, I, I don't think that's a good look. How sick was he? Was he sick to the point that's the way he looked on the football field? He shouldn't have been playing, but that's neither here nor there. But um, I think a win like that against a, a team that they haven't won in, in 18 straight, I saw a stat that came out, said they had won a Super Bowl sooner than the last time that they had beaten Kansas City, which is mm-hmm. remarkable to me. So uh, I think this is a uh, this is a win that they could propel them. Um, so the AFC West is, is I think we all thought they were going to be a little bit more than they are, and they really aren't. So I, I playoffs, I don't know. A uh, few more wins, I think it's definitely in the cards for them. Yeah, I I agree. I think there's some continuity starting to happen there. Um, I think Russell's starting to kind of step into 
the belief of Sean Payton in his direction um, and not not being so narcissistic um, as we all know mm. Russell can do. So, um, Robbie, is it okay to start a player that's been out clubbing two days before the game in another state? What are your thoughts on that? So personal life versus professional life, you are free to do what you want, right? But yeah, you also so have a certain commitment to the team. My my view on this is very simple. Look, you guys work for us for us about five months out of the year. Um, I need complete commitment. You work out. We pay you year-round. You work out on your own afterwards. I, I want no bars. I want no clubs. I want no, no, no flights to the Keys and a boat trip for the receivers the Giants did. Like, I get it. They're, they're young. You guys are young. You guys are rich. You guys should have every bit of freedom to have fun but on the same for me like look and i don't know if you guys have been watching if y'all watch kelsey uh i don't know if that's what the title of it is but jason kelsey talked about the risk and the the reward of the concussions and and this injury like they all know what they're signing up for this isn't players in the 80s 70s you know what you're signing up for, and you have to be committed for this time frame. And yes, you're going to put your body at risk. You're going to be compensated substantially, and it's all in the brochure. Like there's no more hidden stuff now. So no, my view is season. No, no, like. No, curfew, almost like call it curfew, stuff like that. Curfew, workout, blah, blah, blah. Yes, take away some of the freedom, but that's what you sign up for. That's what we pay you for. And, and like, it'd be no different. I mean, if I'm, Brandon, if I'm paying you X amount of dollars to build my house and you come in hungover, what am I going to think about you? You know, like, you wouldn't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't come in. You would just send someone else in. But in theory, if you had to come in, you probably wouldn't come in hungover. Uh, but I mean, that, that's just that's just my theory on things. It's like no, in the season, tighten it up and uh, and, and and do it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There, go ahead. I, I here's the thing, and, and if anyone's unaware, um, game one of the World Series was in. Dallas last Friday and um, Travis Kelsey was at the game um, and he was, you know, recorded uh, with a big bottle of champagne and he was, you know, lifting it. And and then after the game, they went, they went out to the bar uh, with his buddies and he was drinking, he was singing Taylor Swift songs. Um, but my thing is, I think, he's falling victim to a new level of celebrity that he's trying to keep up with. 
Travis Kelsey in the football universe has, you know, he's one of the best ever. And it's been that way for several years. But outside of the sports world, not many people knew who he was. Now everybody knows who he is. And I and I'm afraid he's trying to keep up with that persona uh, to the point where it took him to Texas two days before he was supposed to perform in Denver. So basically, he stays the night in Texas, gets on a private jet, flies then to the next day back to Kansas city to get on the team plane. Number one, why isn't he with the team on Friday? I get you have a life, but this is a big time inner conference game, divisional game. And you're out, uh, Bally hooting around. Um, I just think it's a bad look. And if you look how he performed Sunday, he didn't look like he was in the game whatsoever. He had drops. And yes, you're right, Brandon. There's a stat of games that Taylor Swift is at. at. He's averaging 120 yards, and the games he's she's not at 48. It's a big difference. Yeah. So uh, I feel like he's he's falling victim to, like I said, this newfound fandom. Um, and I'm sure Andy Reid, of all coaches, is going to nip this thing in the butt because bottom line is you had you had a guy that's you know he's out doing whatever. And then your your number one player has the flu, so it was a bad combination. So I just, I don't think you'll see it again. I think he's the type of player that will learn from his mistake, and uh, you know, it's it's just it, I don't see it happening again. Yeah, and just, just briefly, this is probably way too much that anyone should know. But on Tom's point, yeah, so Travis Kelsey was just a staple in Kansas City. Like, he could go out to the bars, do whatever he wanted to do. Since he started da- dating Taylor, he's had had to. He has bought him a $6 million house, gated mm-hmm. community, security. Like, it's a whole nother level of stardom. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, in the middle of a season, I'm not sure he's ready for it which really hurts my fantasy chances, which is really all I care about. Um, well, I think, I think the next the next uh, segment is another reason why it's going to hurt your fantasy yeah. team. Yeah, exactly. But I want to hit real quick uh, on Kelsey. You know, he he almost didn't even make it. Like in college, his brother had to come stand up. Oh, it's him. a great story. It's a, it's a great story. So, yeah, if you watch the Netflix thing or whatever um, – but this is kind of starting to resemble like he's getting back to his old ways. I, I, I agree. I think he's trying to keep up with the Swifties at this point, as far as, you know, fandom and, and that spotlight, he's trying to show out in it and he's losing focus and losing what made him, you know, arguably the best tight end in the game ever. Um, and it, I, I think you're right. I think Andy Reid probably gave him a leash and was just like, you know, it's pretty long at this point. Just show up and perform and you can do it the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like, mm, all right, we got to rein it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, could, could you imagine, so, though, being like so famous? Like, I'm the best, or at least one of the best tight ends ever. Oh, yeah. In the most popular sport. And then 
holy hell. Yeah, I'm dating the most popular yeah, like, this person in the world. In the world. <laughs> like now I can't go across the street. Yeah, it's yeah, that's great. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure all that's playing a factor, but hopefully he's learned his lesson from college and he reigns this in and and uh you know, hopefully Taylor says a little something to him too and is like, hey, you know. Pump your brakes, bro. <laughs> She's like, I don't, need you to, I don't need you to start sucking. Yeah, I don't need I, you I don't to know suck. How, I don't know how she career. feels about him I'll, being I'll move out. on to the next one. Yeah, but uh, all right, we digress. Let's move on out of the Swifty zone here. And let's talk about Robbie's favorite quarterback, one who he can't seem to not draft every year. And somehow this quarterback every year – Screws his fantasy team. Um, although looked promising this year, he was on a pretty good stint until the uh, dreaded Achilles. So, uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts on Kirk Cousins' injury? And uh, what's the Vikings' outlook now? So, I'm not sure if I was elected president – I would get more text in a row than when Kirk Cousins went down. (laughs) (laughs) The our entire fantasy league blew up. I obviously only have one quarterback, and that's Kirk Cousins. Um, it was instant. It was the Achilles. We have uh, there's twelve of us in 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 the league. Apparently, we have eleven medical doctors who can instantly diagnose a torn Achilles. That's that and, social media. Yeah. Ten minutes after it happened, they had the, and, the video proof. And then so so I immediately uh, started working the phone. Well, one, I hope Kirk is okay. It seems he, his surgery went well. I start working the phones, and I'm willing and dealing. I get this trade worked out. I'm trading my next year's second-round pick and fourth-round pick for Lamar Jackson. Everything's good. I'm back in contention. And of course, uh, Brandon and his bunch of yahoos veto the trade because apparently we can't trade and draft. I, ne- I never vetoed it, uh, by the way. And so, so now I'm back back in the saddle. Uh, no quarterback. You got Matt Stafford. Well, if that goes through, I'm not sure we have a Nazi uh, oh. commissioner. Let me yeah. veto that right now. While we're on there. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, personally, this was a it's a tough loss. Tom, I, I, well, I don't know if you and my uh, all my fans know. I had the best team in the league, hundred points better than everyone else. Luckiest team in the league and now. So far. It's, it's, uh, it's a scramble. I got I got a bunch of trade rape offers and I had to decline them all to stay strong. But yeah, this was a, as someone who's not a, has no interest in the Vikings. Um, this was, this was a toughest injuries I think I've ever suffered. All right, Tom, um, sticking on Kirk cousins here. You know, he's getting up there. I think he's what 35 or so. Yeah. Something um, like that. Something like that. Years old. 
Achilles, like, do you think he takes the Aaron Rodgers route, like with this new innovative recovery? Or, like, what do you think his future is from here on out? I don't think he uh, elected to have the same surgery for the simple fact that um, uh, he's he's cut from a different cloth than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't see him being very um, uh, risky, we'll say, uh, experimental. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, he's in great shape. Uh, there's no secret. Uh, if anyone watched the quarterback uh, series on Netflix, you could see that he, you know what? I think he, he gets a lot of uh, negative publicity because he's not very mobile, but he's in great shape and and he takes care of himself. Uh, so I, I think the future is still there for him um, this year. Clearly no, um, but I think he can recover. And uh, the key here, I think with him is, what are they going to do with Justin Jefferson? And uh, allegedly Justin Jefferson said he had no desire to play anywhere that Kirk Cousins wasn't the quarterback. So all indications are uh, he's got a very good rapport with Cousins. So uh, if Minnesota finds a way to resign him, which they better hope so, then I definitely think that Kirk Cousins stays in the mix. And let's face it, they were starting to crawl out of their hole. They got mm-hmm. to four and four. He and he's he's playing arguably some of the best football he's played in his entire career. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw a stat yesterday that he hasn't. This was the first game this week that he will miss due to injury, which is incredible uh, for a quarterback. So um, I think the future's still there. Uh, they didn't move Daniil Hunter, which uh, indications were he was probably one of the ones that was going to go. Didn't happen. So I can see a scenario where Minnesota kind of, you know, retools a little bit. They were making their move uh, for a possible wild card run. So I, I think there's a lot to build on uh, by the way Minnesota played. Justin Jefferson hasn't been in the lineup in a couple weeks, but um, – the rookie, the kid out of USC, uh, six, seven touchdowns uh, this year, most of uh, any rookie receiver uh, so far this year. So I think there's there's definitely opportunity, and and he'll come back strong next year and, and get right back on the saddle. So Let me ask this for you guys. Kirk Cousins made $231 million in his career. At 36, do you come back? Yeah, he he wants to win a championship. Yeah, for sure. He's he's he he's hungry. He's Why hungry. He comes back, and I think, believe it or not, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers' story is probably motivating him to come back. And 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 Achilles injuries they used to be a year year and a half, and and they're coming back a little bit sooner now. I don't think he'll cut corners in that regard. So. Um, I, I, I can see him maybe even missing a couple weeks into the start of next season, but he'll be back. He's a, he's a, he's a consistent quarterback, um, a bit of a throwback, uh, in, in, you know, he's in, in my division and he's been a thorn in my side as, as a Lions fan. He's, he has career games against my Lions, but, um, you know, you know, nonetheless, you, you hate to see a guy, he's a good guy and you hate to see an injury like that. And, and 
what was really cool was, you know, he sat on the cart. He didn't want to go back because he wanted to watch yeah. his team. He wanted to I be mean, there for his team. So um, he's a I good mean, dude and, and wish him the best. I mean, I'm a competitor, but I've seen the quarterback and I've seen the Kelsey show. Man, if I'm sitting there with 230, let's say you spend half of it, $115 million in the bank. I don't know if I'm getting back. Athletes out there. are a different breed that competitive I juice. I know they are, but and and yeah, you could see that the, it's not about see. the money at that point. It's right. You know, you, you but it's about the team. Hell, you don't, it's well, hell, it's like you, you don't want to let your boys down and like you're getting back out there for your team. It's not about no. just you. It's about everyone around you and what all that is. So I mean, it, it's a it's a whole. The, the team thing is real. That's, uh, I agree with that. But, yeah. all right, let's move on. Um, let's talk about this 49ers-Bengals game here. Um, who who saw this coming at all? Like, Joe Burrow, Shiesty Joe, has been almost a bum all year, right? Like, he hasn't done anything. And – I think this is the Joe Burrow that everyone expected, especially fantasy-wise when he drafted the guy. Um, Tom, I'll start with you. What what did you think about this game, and what what does that say about the 49ers and where they sit? Well, I'll start with the Bengals. You look at how he's been able to maneuver in the pocket and actually take off with the ball. He looks very comfortable. He's taking risks. Um, he's got that fire in, in, in that, that swag mojo or whatever you call the, the, the kids are calling it these days. He's got that. Um, and it opened up a lot of lanes for him in the past. And, and that looked like the Bengals that we've seen in the past couple years. So, um, I think he's healthy. I think he's finally at a point where he can let, let himself go a little bit and take those chances. Uh, and clearly uh, the team kind of benefits from it. But as far as the 49ers go, I think they put all of their chips in the Brock Purdy basket. And you know what? I can't fault them because at the point uh, he hadn't lost a game in his professional career in the regular season, uh, and he started the season damn hot, and and all indications were uh, status quo for this year. But uh, the reality is, you lost Debo, and I think a lot of the league has, has has figured him out a little bit, and they put a little bit more pressure on him. Uh, so, and if you can contain McCaffrey as much as it, I think some of the teams in the last three weeks have been able to do, uh, that forces Brock Purdy to uh, beat you, and and it, it just isn't happening. So I, I think I think there's big trouble brewing in San Francisco. They're definitely trending in the wrong direction. Um, we'll get into their pickup, uh, here in a little bit, but that could help on the defensive side of the ball. But if you're not scoring points, uh, it doesn't matter how many points you stop. Cause it, it's just, it could be a long season for them. Yeah. So Robbie, um, on the 49ers, Brock Purdy, does he come down to earth without a full arsenal of weapons losing Devo Samuel, uh, you know, being a little bit sniped, I guess, by the D coordinator. So is he is he not the 
Mr. Irrelevant that everyone built him up to be? Is he just a normal, serviceable journeyman? Well, so let's let's think about history. There's Joe Montana in the third round. There's Tom Brady in the sixth round. There's Kurt Warner that's been undrafted. And then there's Purdy that was the sixth round, or Mr. Relevant for 199, whatever it is. Um, is he in that? Like, I think the as you get more games, he's going to move to to the mean of not that good. And so Kyle Shanahan can uh, dress a pig up like a princess for so long, but they've lost three in a row and not to great teams. And so they got at Jacksonville this week. Uh, We'll see what happens then. If they lose four in a row, they're trading. They are trying. They're trading. They're trading. They're trading. They're getting more and more necessary pieces to win a championship. Defensive ends, cornerbacks. But if the quarterback's not there, and I'm just not sure he's there. And look, there's a reason. Like draft people may not have missed on him. They may just have seen what he is and what he is not. Yeah. So do you put this more? on offensively like for them losing versus defensively yeah put it on offense i mean i mean like they've scored 19 no 17 17 17 three games in a row you yeah. can't break 20 you're not winning the nfl no i agree i agree and, um yeah you got something else no all right all right let's move on um make a pretty good time here boys Let's go. Uh, let's talk about America's team, Tom. I'm going to come to you. The Cowboys. That's the Lions. The Lions are the new America's team. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't say new. I said uh, the <laughs> old America's team here. I mean, what what is it with these Cowboys? Like you just, they look like the greatest team in the NFL one day, and then they look like the absolute shit show that we all cowboy them to be. Um, what happened last game? Like, they just look so good. Like, Dak looked good, offense look. I mean, what's going on here with these Cowboys? I, I think you lose uh, Travion Diggs. And it opened up an opportunity for that other defensive back, uh, number 26, his last name is Bland, who has been absolutely lights out. So it they've been able to get themselves back to a dominant presence defensively. And last week against uh, the Rams, Dak did what Dak needed to do. He needed to put the ball in CeeDee Lamb's hands, and that just – created so many opportunities. Uh, they they threw the ball. They were very aggressive downfield. CeeDee Lamb is a, is a home run hitter. you got to find a way to get him the ball. Uh, and they were able to do that. So I, I, I really it, it comes down to consistency again if they're throwing the ball. And you got to protect Dak. If, if you can protect Dak, they've got a decent running game. They give them just enough. 
and their tight ends are starting to come into play uh, uh, a little bit more. So I think there's a there's a, a comfort level coming up with the new offensive coordinator that they have. Um, but it starts with that defense. Micah Parsons, who is uh, arguably one of the best players uh, in the NFL, um, when when they're rocking and rolling, uh, that that tends to uh, get get that team going. But um, I think really it comes down to you know going for those home runs, getting the ball in Ceedee Lamb's hands, and uh, you know putting the pressure on your opposing team and and. And outside of that, that one loss that we saw in San Francisco, it's the irony is after that game, you thought San Francisco was going to take off. Well, the reverse has happened. Dallas mm-hmm. has taken off and, and San Francisco has gone, gone the other way. But I think that's a microcosm of how this season has gone in the NFL. Unpredictable. You don't know sure. what's going to come. It's been a roller coaster bipolar to say the least, but um, the Cowboys look really good right now. And um you know, uh, moving forward, we'll see a huge game this week. Uh, so I think we're going to find out a little bit more about how good they really are Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I mean, the, the NFL this this season has been, uh, you know, a, a weekly reset on thoughts of who's the best team. Like it, it's just been up and down like a roller coaster more than I can remember in the, the past, I don't know, probably three to five years. Usually there's a pretty good front runner, um, but I mean, I, I could flip a coin at this point. I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that being said, Robbie, let's, where do you think the Cowboys stand in, in the NFC right now with all that's going on? Well, <clears throat> as Tom said, like they're at the Eagles this weekend. That's going to be a big kind of measuring point. Um, but then they got Giants, at Panthers, Commanders, those are winnable. Seahawks at home. Eat like I think they're a playoff team. They end up with uh, at at Bills, at Dolphins, Lions at home, at Commanders. Right, actually, they're one, two, three. That's six games. They're tough, so they better pack some wins on here. Right now, when they can, um, but the NFC's weak. I mean, I think, I think there's gonna be an eight and seventeen that gets in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I could That's, see that. That showdown in in uh, against the Lions. Uh, yeah, we could be looking at uh, number one seed at, at stake at that point. It, it, yeah, I mean, oof. there's just not a lot of good NFC teams right now. Well, I think you guys both said it. I think this weekend we're going to find out a lot about, you know, Philly and the Cowboys and where they really stand. I I felt a little bit like Philly's been somewhat of posers um, just coming off of last year. Mm-hmm. I haven't felt they had their best stuff this year. Um, and the Cowboys have just been so Jekyll and Hyde, like you guys put in the notes. I mean, it's it's been unbelievable. So, I would love to see a great game here. Uh, both of them have their best stuff and, and see uh, see a, a battle there. But uh, let's move on from that. Just, just hold on. Right now, right now, the Vikings in the playoffs at four and four yep. with no quarterback, they're going to drop. Like, and then the oh yeah, they can definitely get like it's it's wide open. It's yeah. wide open for sure. But I'm just saying, as far as you know, who's leading the 
the NFC, um, it could come down to Sunday, you know, with, with, Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Philly and, and Dallas here. So, all right. Um, Speaking of that and all the moving pieces, uh, trade deadline ended on Tuesday at 4 p.m. There were some moves made, boys. Um, Speaking of 49ers, let's let's double back to that. Two of my Buckeyes are united once again. (laughs) Chase Young. And Nick Boza. What a dynamic duo that defensive line is going to be. Uh, that That's going to be kind of scary to face. So, so I'm, I'm that's anxious a, that's to That's a nice set of bookends right there. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, but, yeah, look, look at these. Montez Sweat to the Bears. Bears trying to make moves. Um, you know. his I, Sweat, sweat uh, made an co- interesting comment today. Um Asked about uh, what he felt about the Bears. Uh, he basically said that um, he hadn't even thought about uh, a contract extension or any of that situation. So I, I feel like this is a move that the Bears made that um, they're only going to have them for <laughs> uh, the remaining seven weeks of football this year because. Uh, it didn't sound to me like he had any desire to stay with the Bears. So I'm very curious as to why they decided to make that move. But um, Ryan well, Ryan Pohl and uh, Matt Eberflus will probably be in the similar situation that we'll talk on the next segment about. Yeah, so that's another thing. I, I mean, who wants to be on the Bears right now? That That's just a, a sinking ship. And to get traded there is almost a – just a slap in the face. Um, I, I mean, what kind of enthusiasm is he going to bring to that team? He is just buying his time, getting paid at this point. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I hate that he went there. This, this whole Bears program needs to be reshuffled and blown up. Um, and I, I don't know. Any any other highlight trades that you want to hit real quick? I I think Rasul Douglas going to the Bills is a great move, um, especially in that division with Miami, with those big uh, – with mm-hmm. Tyreek and Waddle. Big wide uh, receivers, you, yeah. You lost, you lost your, your, um, your cover corner earlier in the season with an ACL. So bringing Rasul Douglas in, he's a very athletic uh, ball hawk type of player. I think sure. he's going to shore up the back end of that defense. And um, they need all the help they can get. And and it, it it doesn't get any easier this this Sunday night against the Bengals. We'll get into that later on. But um, you're going to need to shore that defense up because uh, Josh Allen has been very inconsistent uh, offensively. Uh, looked pretty good last week, but um, – but I think Rasul Douglas definitely gives them some depth at that uh, at that position. And um, and and you know what? I'm going to stay home and eat some cornbread. Uh, I like Donovan Peoples Jones uh, coming back home. He grew up in Detroit, Cast Tech kid, went to Michigan. Um, 
lifelong lion fan i i think this is a this is the type of thing that can kind of jumpstart a career that's been kind of stuck in 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 neutral the past couple years he's got the ability to return kicks detroit you know uh lost marvin jones jr uh last week he had to uh step away from football um hopefully his situation will will um fix itself down the road. I know he's had a struggle the last uh, uh, two or three seasons with his family, um, lost a child, which is terrible. Um, but that left a, a bit of a void in the wide receiver room. And Jameson Williams, uh, he, he's not there yet. He's he's making uh, some improvements, but he's not there yet. I think this gives the Lions uh, an, another option outside of uh, Amon Ross St. Brown in Laporta and Josh Reynolds. So I think that could be a sneaky, uh, good pick, uh, to shore up that wide receiver room. Um, not, not sexy as, uh, some of the lions fans wanted, but, um, uh, relevant in my opinion. So. Yeah, no, I, I like that move too. I mean, you get somewhat of a veteran presence in the locker room. Uh, he's been somewhat of a journeyman, um, but he, he's also had some highlights in, in his time, and he, he can definitely run some good routes, and, and he's got some hands on him. So I think it's a good improvement for the Lions uh, there. Robbie, any uh, any other notable takeaways you want to talk about on the trade deadlines? Well, I mean, I think just in general, NFL trade deadlines are just kind of messy because you have to learn a whole playbook, and it's not that it's not easy to do. Um, if I'm the Niners, yeah, Chase is a great addition. It gives you an end rusher. Well, yeah, your end rusher, the goal is just to rush, get past a tackle. But I just don't think it solves their problems. And they're spending a lot of draft picks being pretty good. And as a Titans fan, I've lived in the land of pretty good for a long time. And it's not a good place to be in. Yeah. I think it's actually the easiest trade or learning of the playbook. No, I'm talking talking about just losing the draft picks and losing the talent. Yeah. I just don't think Brock Purdy's an NFL championship quarterback. Like, no, I mean, like we said, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, he's, he's serviceable. And when he's got his full arsenal, like, He's a really good game manager. He reminds me of like an Alex Smith. Like he is, he's really good. He doesn't turn the ball over. Like he makes smart decisions. He throws it away. Uh, you know, he's a really good game manager. And when you have a, a, a swarm of talent around him, it makes him look better. Yeah. Right? But the game has changed a lot since when Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl. Sure. For, for sure. It has. Johnson. Um, but. Anyway, what I was going to say, just real quick highlight on trades, um, wide receivers probably have it the easiest, in my opinion. Like, yeah. they can go uh, – Yeah, well, it, there's so many option routes now with every route. Like, you just got to figure what your key jargon is in the play call, and, you know, you, you figure out your route and run an option route basically anyway, so – and Lions have a bye week this week, so that that helps him uh, kind of get yeah. installed into that offense. So I I, yeah. I think it'll be an impact immediately for them. All right, um, 
real quick, we're about running out of time. Let's hit on um, Raj Mehta. Unfortunately, he's not with us. I'd love to to grill him about this, but the Raiders. What is going? They are in full blow up mode at this point, as they should be. Devontae Adams, you saw him on the sidelines. He's not happy. That's two games in a row. He one catch, really. One of the best receivers in the seven game. Seven targets. Seven targets, one catch. Missed a huge third down uh, where they had an opportunity to, to, you know, they were down two, had a third down, just dropped it. Just dropped yeah, it. So his he head's clearly it. not where He is be. just, he's not there. Um, it's just, it's not going well there. Obviously, uh, thank God management it did something to stir up. Sometimes change for the sake of change is good. Uh, but this needed to happen. Josh McDaniels, he's been nothing but an offensive coordinator his entire career. They, this is his second running at a head coaching job. It's just not gone well. Nope. Uh, I mean, put him back in the OC spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbie, what do you think? Let's go to you first here. What? Where do they go from here? Like, who is there anybody you even have in mind that? would even be considered for coaching the Raiders? Um, a lot yeah. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. So I've got, you know, they say the power in three. So I've got three things. One, let's not kid ourselves. Um, Tom Brady made new England work, not Josh McDaniels, not Bill O'Brien, not, who was the Lions coach, Tom? The the current Lions coach? No, no, no. Who was the Lions coach? Matt, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Oh, Patricia. Yeah. He yeah, was Matt the Patricia. defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. None of yeah. them made the Patriots work. Tom Brady made the Patriots work. So Bill Bill Belichick's an under five hundred coach without Tom Brady. So let's just get that out of their way. Um, the second thing is. Titans fans, you're about to realize what the Raiders fans are feeling right now. Brand new stadium, glitz and glory. The team sucks because the management sucks. And back to the Raiders, you may be the worst run organization besides the Browns and the Texans. Um, You're paying $80 million of coaches not to coach right now because – you don't know what you're doing and you're just mm-hmm. hiring people. You have, you just have too no much money leadership. Like there's, there's no focus in these groups. So who do I think is next for the Raiders? Now back in Oakland, the Davises were cash strapped. I don't know if that, that may not be the fact now because of all the tax incentives, but yes, I mean, number one, is going to be Jim Harbaugh, whether he goes or not. But number two for me, look, $20 million a year is now the standard. Somebody's going to come offer Kirby Smart $20 million a year. Now, will Georgia match it? Maybe. But somebody's going to, especially... If he wins three in a row, someone's going to come off for Kirby $20 million a year, and the Raiders are dumb enough to do it. (laughs) 
Uh, here's here's my rundown. Who is part owner of the Raiders? Brady. Brady. Who has a very strong relationship with Jim Harbaugh? Brady. Brady. Uh, there will be a lot of action on that end. And the smoke and mirrors that uh, reports came out that the NFL would would uh, punish him for what happened in college, that's not going to happen. That's just more fuel to the uh the the misinformation pile but that we who did who here. did they punish who was it uh, it jim was trussell. jim trestle trestle because he was a he I was a, a, a scout or some sort for the colts that they that they had um carried over his punishment basically with the yeah. Colts. Um, which i mean it's two completely different they have no time like right you can't carry a punishment over for that so and uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, calls for Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator here in Detroit. Uh, although I am a firm believer that coordinators are coordinators, not necessarily good coaches, hence Josh McDaniels. Um, but I think if they're going into the college ranks, I think that the, the sexier name and one I've really heard is Lincoln Riley. Uh, there's a lot of talk out of LA that, He's looking to leave, uh, well, even though they 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 well, gave yeah, him his ransom. You can't coach defense in college. You can't coach defense in NFL. Well, and he's it, not a defensive coach, but well, but um, I mean, he he hasn't won shit in college. But he's he's a name, and look at what happened. Look that at got him the Cliff USC. Cleansbury. So yeah, it's well, a whole I mean, it's a whole different world, like apples and oranges versus like college versus NFL coaching right. lines. Like it, it, I don't agree with it, but I think that's yeah, the root. Yeah. Uh, Mark Davis is an egotistical maniac and he's going to go for the name rather than. He's going to go for a big name for sure. I, I, I would agree with that. So, yep. Yep. all right, we're uh, just a little over an hour in boys. And um, I think it's about time for that. Uh, makes free money segment. But it's time for Bet Your Nuts. All right. Bet Your Nuts, boys. We got, what, six games here. We're going to give you guys our favorite picks. This is not legal gambling advice, but please do what you want with it, follow me. We'll make you some money. <laughs> All right. First off, we've got the uh, Swifty and Mr. Tua. <laughs> Tyreek and T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle <laughs> and Tyreek. So I'm in Germany. In Germany, this is a 9.30 kickoff, 8.30, 9.30 your time, 8.30 my time, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Central, Eastern, whatever. Anyway. Bloody let's Mary go to Sunday. You. Yeah, it's going to be a fun Sunday. Let's go to you first, Tom. Um, who do you like here? I, KC's I think minus two and a half. I, I'm, this is another head scratcher. Yesterday's uh, college show, the head scratcher to me was, 
Washington only a three and a half point favorite at USC. I think Miami getting points here is this is free money as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Kansas City's defense has been suspect at best. Uh, their offense has, I mean, you saw it last week against Denver. Uh, yeah, there was an illness, and yeah, there was a, uh, you know, a party animal at tight end. But uh, I, they haven't been consistent, and they haven't wowed me all year. Miami's offense is scary good. Uh, give me the Dolphins, like, by a touchdown here. I, I think Tyreek Hill's looking to make his name. Uh, global, a little revenge game, yeah. And uh, yeah. so I, I think this, this has got dolphins written all over it. Yeah, Robbie, what are your thoughts? I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I once knew somebody's sister who flew from London to New York to take just her only job was take Taylor's cats out. Um, and so while I know. Taylor has the ability to get to to Germany to watch this game. All reports are she's not going to be there. So That's a logistical nightmare. If she's not going to be there, I'm taking Miami also. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it's close either. But caveat, Taylor not being there. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a trend there now. And it's actually – you could probably bet on it on some certain sites. So uh, – if you like the Taylor um, in-house versus not in-house bet, um, do what you want with that. I agree with you guys. I'm going to make it unanimous. This is after even last week, uh, you know, the flu game, whatever, Travis being out partying, blah, blah, blah. What Miami's on a roll right now, and they have – Probably my favorite, second favorite coach. I'm, I'm a big Vrabel fan, so probably my second favorite coach, at least press conference-wise. His oh, press awesome. conferences are amazing. Uh, so give me Miami here all day. Um, and I, I the over-under is like 50 and a half. I would probably take the over as a side caveat here. If, uh, if they can keep two a healthy, man, he's he, he is – like a cheetah throwing the mm. foot. Well, and funny is to the cheetah, but it's just so smooth. Cheetah to like cheetah. Ball. That like, cheetah to cheetah connection. Yeah, yeah that's what it, we want. it looks like how, that's how you're supposed to throw the football. No, mm-hmm. he throws he throws the best ball in the NFL. We've yeah. all, all said that for sure. All right, moving on. Next, let's go to you first, Robbie. We got the game. Maybe the game. I don't know. There's a couple of the games this week. Uh, this is definitely one of the big three, in my opinion. And Philly is – it's Dallas at Philly. Philly's only a three-point favorite here. Yeah. Have we seen the real Cowboys? I'm I'm not sure which one – if Jekyll or Hyde's the good one. But I think we saw the good one last week. We're getting the bad one this week. So I'm going Philly in this one. Like yeah, I I think this game uh, Sunday afternoon would be the game of the week. There's been a lot of heat on 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 Philly. Uh, they squeaked by the Commanders last week. Uh, the brotherly shove kind of uh, had a little bit of a hiccup last last week. The fumble at the goal line, uh, but they did 
find a way to put a little spin on it with DeAndre Swift taking a handoff uh, in that, uh, that uh, lineup. But um, yeah, oh, I not, think uh, not, I Swift drop there. I like that. Yeah, yeah, the former Lion there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but I think I think three is about right. I I could see this game coming down to to a kick and. Um, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to squeak it out. I, I like the Eagles here. I love the Eagles in this position. The Cowboys are going to Cowboy. They are oh boys, not what we thought they were. This is we're going to go back down to reality a little bit, and then you're going to see my boy, former Titan AJ Brown, tear it up against the Cowboys. Um, he's probably going, what's he got? How many consecutive 125 yard games? Could you imagine if we had AJ Brown and D hop? Uh, I mean, and a quarterback would be <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, we'd probably <laughs> win the nice Super Bowl. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm, I'm with you guys. Philly all day, Dallas. I can't wait to see, uh, Stephen A. Smith's face with the Cowboys or oh, whatever oh, yes. after yeah. they lose again. The only time we'll pay attention to him. <laughs> exactly. It's the only time I watch him is when he's got his cowboy yeah. hat on laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's go right back to you, Tom. Another one of the top three the games. Cincy and Buffalo. This yeah, is this is a great NFL weekend, by the way. It is. It, it, this is. This might be the game of the weekend. Uh, Sunday it, night it football. Uh, not to mention, not to get lost in the 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 hoopla of this game. This is Demar Hamlin's return to Cincinnati, where where oh, yeah, uh, where we all, all know what happened last yeah. year. So it'll be interesting if he gets on the field. I don't think he's played all but one game so far this year. But um, uh, we talked earlier how Joe Shiesty, he's Shiesty again. And Jamar Chase uh, and T. Higgins, is, is I, they're, they're competing with the Ravens right now for top team in the AFC uh, North, which surprisingly is probably the best division in football. Who'd have thunk? Um, but – I think the the struggles that the Bills have offensively is going to come into play. Sunday night game on the road in a very raucous crowd. Uh, I, this is a this is another head scratcher. Cincinnati only giving three. I, I I think this is a touchdown game. Give me the Bengals. Bengals. Who day? Who day? Who day? Say gonna beat those Bengals. <laughs> All right, Robbie. Well, my position on Joe Burrow is well known. Um, he's a bum. And give me Buffalo with the points. I don't care if it's on the road or not. Give me the bills. Ooh. I, I have a feeling you're going to be the lone wolf here. You are the lone wolf. Oh, goodness. That's a point for me. The uh, the Bills are struggling to run the ball a little bit, and I, I have Cook on my damn fantasy team, so I can tell you about the struggles we're having running the ball. Um, they're struggling to run the ball. Allen has been a little inconsistent. Obviously, Burrow has too, but he, he also has been injured. There's no excuse there for Allen. So, Burrow, 
we saw the real Joe Shiesty and the real Bengals last week. They are here to stay. Um, at Cincy, at home, it's it's at least a seven-point game. So give me Cincy to roll here. All right. Now to our game where we've got potentially the second start in the row. Hasn't been officially announced yet, but we all know what's going to happen. Will Levis, who eats, drinks mayonnaise and coffee or whatever the hell he does, uh, <laughs> crazy son of a bitch. Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are a little bit banged up too. Uh, Titans are like one string away from pulling the ripcord and blowing the whole damn thing up. So what do you think here, Robbie? What are we, what are we going to witness? Um, Pittsburgh's quarterbacks hurt short week, even though they're at home. I know I hate to get, I hate to bet against the home team at, at uh, home on Thursday, but we have a re quarterback. Tomlin really loses three quarterbacks. But I'm going Titans. I give me the points. Maybe we don't win, but I think we cover. Tom, I I think this game comes down to who makes the least mistakes. It might be the ugliest game of the week. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is going to get the start for Pittsburgh. Uh, and I'm using this word very loosely here, folks. The experience level of Mitch Trubisky uh, could possibly be the one thing that gets them over the edge. T.J. Watt is the difference maker. He will be all over Will Levis. Uh, he will put him uh, to the biggest test he's probably faced in his football career. This game's primetime in Pittsburgh. Uh, those Yinzers are going to be uh, flying their towels, their terrible towels, towels, it's it it's a tall task for a young quarterback. I think this game could be like 13 to 10, 17, 14, maybe. Um give me the Steelers by I don't know. I think they 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 cover it. Not by much, but go Pittsburgh. And that, folks, is how you lose credibility. So Tom's taking the under 36 and a half. <laughs> so uh <laughs> yes. I might, I might go, I'm going to go out on a limb here, boys. And I, I think we're going to see back to back Levis. There we go. Amazing play here. Um, you got some cor hometown cornbread in the oven. Uh, there's a little cornbread going on here. You know, I'm, I've <laughs> not been a fan of him at all. I didn't even want to draft him. I thought it was terrible, but, uh, I, after what I saw, the mechanics are bad, but the, the talent's there. And the Steelers are, are not that great, aside from T.J. Watt, obviously, um, and that defensive front. If we can hold, I think I think you're going to see some more D-hop connections, you know, 40, 50 yarders going on here. So give me the Titans. They're getting three points in Pittsburgh. I love Separation it. Separation here. If that happens, that time. frees up uh, Derrick Henry. I think if you take the top off the defense, that for sure. That's the other thing you got to look at, and uh, I love it. And it's a night game, Thursday night prime time. Normally, I take the under, 
side bet, I'd take the over 36 and a half. I think Willows has three touchdowns. All right, moving on. We got the uh, Seattle Battle of the Seahawks, birds. who are actually somewhat of a sleeper this year. They're, hey, they're those, quiet. Those, those old Seattle throwbacks last weekend were awesome. They are. But and the what Oilers, about this? The, the t- Tennessee should. I'll that was the best uniforms my, for sure. My, we can problem. do a whole show on uniforms. Uh, <laughs> what about the Seahawks and how quiet they've been, but just kind of turtle tortoise turtle wins the race here. <laughs> like they're, they're slow and steady. I mean, they're what five and two or something right now. I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. quiet, but, but yeah. making waves and, um, you know, you got Baltimore, uh, it started to show a little something last week. So, um, Tom, what do you think? Baltimore's yeah, Seattle's playing five Seattle, and a half. Seattle's had a, they've been a good story. You know, they came in to Detroit and, and shocked everybody here. And, um, you know, Geno Smith does just enough. And, and I, th- I think they rely a lot of their defense. And, and, and I think you're right. They quietly, they're, they're having a really good season. So, um, they got a cross country here playing against a, a Ravens team that, that took, took apart my lions two weeks ago, but took everything they had to beat the Cardinals on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're a different team at home. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson is, 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 is a different breed. He's a different bird. We'll say pardon the pun. Cause this is the battle of the birds, but uh, I think his athleticism comes into play here. Uh, Zay Flowers has been a great story, a rookie. Odell Beckham uh, quietly starting to finally uh, uh, earn his contract. So uh, I like I like Baltimore here. I think they're a, a pretty uh, balanced team. Five and a half is seemingly high, but I, I, I think it could be a close game and, and Baltimore pulls it out at the end, maybe a six or a seven point game. Give me, give me the Ravens. All right. All right. Robbie, who do you like here? Pete Carroll is slowly and just kind of behind the scenes showing himself to be one of the greatest coaches in football history. Like what he's doing with this Mm -hmm. team, we did with last year's team. He made the greatest mistake in football (laughs) history, but you mean, he uh, he got there to make that mistake. Uh, give me Seattle in this one, even though Harbaugh is no slouch. But man, Pete Carroll, man, he's impressing me in Seattle. I'm going to lean with Robbie on this one. Um, I like Seattle here. Like I said, they've been quietly making waves and uh they are at Baltimore, but five and a half points. I, I can see Baltimore winning this game by a field goal, maybe. But um I, I like the five and a half. So if you're giving me that on Seattle, I'll take it. Um but another side note. Yeah, well let's yeah. We'll move on. Minnesota, Atlanta. That's our last game of our bet your nuts. But what I was gonna say, a little side note. NFL's crazy, man. Like you can never underestimate a, a shitty team in the NFL because they can beat any 
good team on any given day. And that's what we always underestimate as fans um, watching these games. And you're like, how in the hell is that team? How did they lose that game? You know, and you, you go back and you watch it like, well, yeah, all these guys are NFL athletes and they're really good too. And, you know, occasionally they put it all together and, you know, that that's what a team strives for. But like I said, I digress sidebar. Um, so let's, let's talk Robbie, uh, Minnesota, Atlanta, Atlanta coming off a loss, uh, with the Titans struggling at quarterback here. Um, obviously both teams are. So what, what are your thoughts here? Where is Josh Dobbs the answer in Minnesota? Like what's going on here? Um, yeah, I think, I think Josh Dobbs will do well in Minnesota, but not flying in on Wednesday and get this playbook. Um, I think so. Atlanta's quarterbacks hurt. I can't remember who they're starting, uh, but at least he's been the system before. They're at Jaron home. Hall. Jaron Hall. Um, yeah, Rookie I'll from take BYU. Atlanta on uh, just the blind leading the blind kind of game. Yeah. Well, who do you like to win it? Who'd you say? Atlanta. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I missed. I missed that part. My bad. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, this is a game a lot like the uh, Titans-Steelers game. It's it's really not a uh, a powerhouse quarterback matchup. Tyler Heineke came in after in the second half. Damn near uh, led uh, the Falcons to a comeback win. Fell just a little bit short. Uh, I think it's evident Desmond Ritter is not the answer down there, so there's probably going to be a quarterback in their future. But um, this game's at home. They've lost a couple games. They've looked bad. But, uh, yes, the, the Vikings are rolling out Jaron Hall. Josh Dobbs, the most traveled uh, backup quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he'll be ready. But um, uh, it's it's a lot lot for a, a rookie quarterback. But they're play, he's playing in Atlanta, which won't be uh, a huge test. But I think, uh, the again, the experience level, Heineke, he's a, he's a, he's a halfway decent quarterback. Um, so I think the Falcons uh, come out on top. Look for a lot of B. John Robinson out of the backfield. And uh, Kyle Pitts seems to be uh, starting to come around a little bit more frequently. So um, he's going to rely a lot of that for success. So Falcons here. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. I'm going lone wolf, boys. Uh, I like – Goal. The Falcons here. Uh, right, you like the Falcons to, to lose. Oh, <laughs> come on now! Um, wow. Now I don't know if Josh Dobbs will even play because he's so new. Whatever. Um, but give me T.J. Hawkinson, like this guy. That's all you got to throw to. Throw to that guy. He's the offense. Uh, Minnesota's defense will hold, and I I think Atlanta could win the game, but I don't think it's four and a half. So mm. give me Minnesota cover. And with that being said, boys, uh, we're we're ran a little long on this show. We had quite the breakdown on um, the games here for Bet Your Nuts. So hope hope you guys took some notes. Yeah, and, just give and us some tips whenever you win all your money. Yeah. So. Um, 
with that, we're actually going to skip final thoughts because we're hour and 23. What? Uh, okay. We'll do a short final thoughts. Robbie, you go first. All right. So, uh, yeah. So it is November. This starts my eternal optimism of college basketball season. Tennessee has a championship level basketball team. I know they're going to break my heart, but I love them and I'm in it and I'm getting my heart broken again. Let's do this again. Can't wait to, can't wait to get hurt in March. <laughs> uh, my final words, uh, similar to after week one of the NFL season, Lions fans suck. Uh, Twitter was, uh, a whole nother level yesterday after Brad Holmes only brought in DPJ at wide receiver. You would have thought that this franchise was two and six uh, and the old regime, uh, not six and two, number two seed in the NFC. Um, they failed to realize that this roster is built to win now. And the fact that the fans were coming out so hard against Brad Holmes, who is arguably the best GM in all of football. Uh, blows my mind. People need to back off. They need to pump the brakes. This team's on a bye. They come back. They get half their team healthy going into L.A. They're going to be just fine. Would have been nice to have a couple of those big D linemen, sure, but they don't need them. They got reinforcements coming back. They're going to be back, baby. One pride. Restore the war. Go Lions. Relax, fans. We're going to be just fine. <laughs> I'm going to stick on the fans theme here. Um, we're kind of spoiled because we're all fanatics, right? And we love our teams and we're all super fans of our teams, right? Thick and thin, up or down, whatever it is. The days of social media have made so many bandwagon fans and all this BS, like we talked about on our college show where just fans chime in representing a certain fan base and you know, they don't have a lick of swag. They they've never been to a game. Like just pump your brakes a little bit, right? Like there's, there's not that many fans out there anymore that are, are like us. So um, to the true fans, cheers through thick and thin just like robbie just said like he's gonna go get his heart broke watching mm -hmm. basketball but he's still gonna go and that's uh, okay. you know and that's okay you just do that shit that's what you do as a fan so absolutely um all right boys Unless great we show Unless we win it, well and then you're still there for it so right now good show good nfl uh show hopefully you guys like subscribe follow do all the things, click, uh, really helps us out um, moving forward. So uh, great show. Tune in next week and uh, sayonara. Thank you for watching. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation. Cheers. <laughs>